My name is Peter Beinart. I'm a senior fellow at the Foundation for Middle East Peace, and I'm very, very privileged to be joined for this podcast discussion by Aida Duma Suleiman, who is um, a member of the joint list, the, 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 the group of parties that represent Palestinian Israelis in the Israeli Knesset. She's actually the highest ranking woman on the joint list. Uh, Aida, thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you for having me here. So the the joint list got a lot of attention even here in the United States um, um, in the last Israeli election um, for two things. First of all, for becoming the third largest party. Um, and secondly, for then endorsing Benny Gantz to be Israel's prime minister. Um, and I wanted to just start with first why the joint list did so well, what it, it is that you think you were tapping into and what the significance of your electoral success is? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, actually, the last election had uh, uh, drawn the attention to the uh, joint list, mainly because, as you mentioned, the good results. It's not the, our first time that we are the third uh, biggest uh, uh, list in the uh, political arena in Israel. We were like this in 2015, but in the election of April uh, uh, 2019, we made the mistake and we did not run as a joint list, but into two separate uh, lists. And actually the uh, uh, turnout dropped down and we lost uh, seats altogether, the two uh, 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 lists. We learned the lesson. We came back on September 2019 uh, as a joint list together, and we managed to raise back the turnout of the voters among the mainly the Palestinian community citizens of Israel, but also among the our Jewish voters who are the real like leftist Jews, uh, progressive Jews in uh, uh, in Israel. We draw the attention also because we were, uh, if if there was uh, a struggle going on between the Likud and the uh, uh, blue and white, we were the one almost to decide who is going to be able to uh, compose the next uh, uh, government. We did not endorse what we did was a recommendation to the president that a Gans should be the one who will be offered the mandate to uh, um, uh, have the uh, to 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 bring the next uh, uh, government. We did that, although it was a difficult decision for all of us. It wasn't an easy decision to be taken, especially taking into consideration the history of Gans and many members of his party and the political pla- uh, uh, program that he have. But our main goal was to say no to Netanyahu and to block Netanyahu and to end his uh, uh, possibilities of being a prime minister again. That is the main thing. We choose the less harmful. Let's put it this way. Uh, If we wish to to decide really and to be able to decide who will be the next uh, prime minister, for sure that wouldn't be our uh, first choice. So why was it so important for you that Netanyahu not remain as prime minister? It's very important uh, and it's very, uh, uh, for us, it's uh, a critical uh, uh, struggle now because we want really to to defend what is left uh, from the possibility, first of all, 
of establishing a Palestinian state alongside uh, Israel and to be able, you know, to stop all the steps that we're taking in the last two years with the total support, unlimited support by the uh, Trump's administration to uh, uh, annex the Golan Heights and to legalize annexing the uh, uh, Golan Heights, to legalize the settlements also, which are known as an international uh, war crime, uh, and uh, uh, to uh, stop the deterioration in the political environment inside Israel. Netanyahu is leading a fascist a big movement. He is inciting every day against the Palestinian minority in Israel. He led the legislation of the uh, Jewish nation state law, which exclude totally and, uh, the Palestinian minority in Israel and established for a legally uh, apartheid regime. So all of those dangers need to be stopped. And the only way is, first of all, to end Netanyahu's era and then to try to deal with the consequences of what is left. So you mentioned uh, saving the possibility of a a two-state solution. As I'm sure you know, there are many activists in the United States, Palestinian-American activists and others, who think that the two-state solution is no longer possible and have moved towards advocating for one equal state. Um, Why is that? Why do you remain a supporter of the the two-state solution? And and talk talk to me a little bit about the the debate among people in the joint list about the relative merits of, of, of two states versus one state. Well, first of all, uh, the joint list officially adopted uh, a a political program that says that we are struggling for a two-state solution. So this is our official uh, uh, program. If there are people who are less hopeful that this plan still have an opportunity to be implemented, yes, maybe there are some because of the very bad situation, because of the policies led by Netanyahu and supported by um, uh, Trump's administration and because of the regional situation and the Palestinian internal situation, all of it together, they are feeling that there is no possibility to be able to implement that program or the possibilities are getting uh, less and less with that time, which is true. If we will be sitting and waiting till this happen, it will happen. And I don't agree to this uh, um, uh, approach of, okay, let's give up the possibility of two states and wait and start planning and advocating when it will happen and the one state will become democratic. Meanwhile, there is a one state which is the state of Israel, and it is turning to be more and more an apartheid state. And if they are going to annex the Palestinian land, they are not looking. This government, this right-wing government, is not looking to annex the land and to uh, uh, have the Palestinians becoming uh, citizens of the state of Israel. We might see horrible things happening Uh, in the process of annexing the land. uh, uh, Netanyahu's government won the land without the people, as as, uh, it always was. Uh, Today, we are uh, the uh, uh, witnesses 
of uh, how the processes of democracy in Israel works. Uh, we, the Palestinian citizens of Israel, since 1948, by the declaration of independence in Israel, they promised equal rights. After 72 years, did we reach that point? Of course not. We did not reach, and there is a huge deterioration, uh, and there is incitement against us. So... Those who are saying, let's go for a one-state solution, I'm asking, I mean, who is going to put pressure on Israel to change the situation? We are, uh, 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 are they counting on the demographic balance? Well, the history of the governments of Israel has shown that even demographic balances can be changed by that government without thinking about the mean to be used. I mean, they are willing to do anything, especially this crazy uh, uh, right-wing government that is existing. The other thing is that what are we going to do with the settlements in that situation? Is the one-state solution is going to legalize settlements? And why? Why we should be legalizing war crimes by the international law? Uh, I think that the Palestinians under occupation and really under occupation paying the price of everyday uh, uh, oppression of the occupation, those who are the ones to decide what is their dream. And I am a Palestinian, but for sure I'm living in a different situation. Uh, and I think it's about time uh, uh, not to give up our dream and not to agree to what the, you know, giving up the two-state solution at this point is admitting that the Palestinians lost the struggle in front of the Zionist dream of greater Israel. And I don't think any of those who are calling for a one-state solution wants that. Uh, for sure, I'm sure. One, sometimes that people say on the Israeli right, they sometimes say, well... Yes, they want a Palestinian state uh, in the West Bank and Gaza and East Jerusalem, but they don't want a Jewish state, which is to say, as, from your perspective as a Palestinian citizen of Israel, could you, do you believe in the legitimacy of a Jewish state or do you believe that a Jewish state is inherently in conflict with the principles of equality? Well, I think those who decided eventually that there is a contradiction is uh, those who uh, wrote uh, and voted for the Jewish nation state law. It's not by chance that they dropped down the word equality and the word of democracy, although in the uh, uh, law that defined the state of Israel before it was Jewish and democratic, and they decided to quit democracy and to quit uh, uh, equality, it looks like they understood that there is a huge contradiction. I would like to ask any American who is listening to me how he would feel if the, um, uh, the Congress or the Senate have decided or the um, administration decided to define uh, the United States of America as a Christian or as a white uh, uh, state. Would it be accepted by anybody? We are the Palestinians, citizens of Israel, we are indigenous people. We existed on that land and it was our homeland even before the creation of the state of Israel. Nobody is saying the people, the Jewish people who are living in Israel don't have the right to have a state. 
but we also have the right to have a state. It's our homeland, and we existed. And what we are asking for is an equal opportunity to be in equal citizenship. I think also another problem that usually even among the Jews themselves, they are, yani I ask myself, uh, what does it mean to be a Jewish state? Is it from the religious side of the story, being a Jewish religious state? And I know that many Jews don't want any connection and they would like to live in a secular state. Are we talking here about Jewish state in the meaning of a Jew, Judaism as a nationality and not as a religion? Then how come uh, an American Jew have the right and the supremacy in, in a state where I am a citizen? Uh, and I think he has his own state. Meanwhile, I cannot get a, a, put my life on hold Uh, because maybe, maybe in one day in the future, uh, he would like to come and to live in Israel. Meanwhile, I'm living there. My daughters are living there. My grandchildren are living there. And this is uh, a state that we will work very hard to become democratic and equal. So what would have to change in your mind for Israel, even let's say Israel within the Green Line, putting aside the West Bank, Gaza, to, for Israel to become equal? What would need to change in the character of the state? First of all, I cannot. Uh, um, I I don't think that we can put aside uh, the West Bank and Gaza when we are talking about uh, different Israel. If we want to get to a situation where Israel is equal and democratic, it has to stop to be an occupier force. It has to to stop the occupation. It has to get to a political agreement and peace with a Palestinian state uh, alongside it. Otherwise. Occupation corrupt societies, militarization corrupt societies, and there is no way to have a society which is democratic only internally. And we saw that, especially if you have minorities inside you. And to hire, to make hierarchy of people who can donate more to the militarization uh, for uh, or to the. Uh, war uh, uh, forces and to be part of the army and then you are valued as a citizen, thus uh, uh, develop a hierarchy that cannot be uh, uh, bringing any equality or any democracy among uh, people. Part of the racist approaches against, or mainly the racist approaches against the Palestinian citizens of Israel, the biggest minority, 22% of the citizens, is because we are Palestinians. And why because we are Palestinians? First of all, because this state was built over uh, a Nakba, what we uh, gone through, but is also continuing to occupy our own people and see in all of us as an enemy. When the state start to look at the Palestinian people, uh, the Palestinian citizens of Israel as equal citizens and not as part of the enemy or fifth column, as Mr. Benjamin Netanyahu like to call us or Avigdor Lieberman like to call us, then the change can uh, happen. Uh, there's a need to abolish the uh, uh, Jewish uh, 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 state, uh, uh, nation state law, because it is a law that is uh, laying the infrastructure 
legal infrastructure for discrimination or for inequalities for apartheid. And uh, of course, there are other laws that should be changed, but the value of equality and uh, equal uh, citizenship should be guaranteed. So can you talk a little bit about some of the forms of discrimination that Palestinian citizens of Israel face on a day-to-day basis? Well, first of all, there is not even one sphere of life that you cannot feel the discrimination in it. If it is in budgets allocated by the government and uh, uh, toward our uh, schools, you know, we have a center, uh, central government that is bringing all the uh, uh, budgets for education, for uh, infrastructure, for roads. All of that is uh, uh, given by the central government. And you can see that the mechanism of allocation of budgets is discriminatory from the beginning. Like, for example, um, a, a, a Jewish student in schools, in the uh, uh, public schools, uh, have uh, three times budget than the Arab uh, student in public schools. If we touch upon the um, employment, for example, the lowest uh, rates of employment is among the uh, Palestinian Arab women. And the lowest uh, 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 income for the same jobs is among the Arabs. Like the Arab uh, man uh, get uh, only 70% of uh, the income that uh, a Jewish man can reach for the same job, even in the public sector. So you can see the inequalities. One of the major problems that we are facing in, in this discrimination, for example, what is called the unrecognized villages, which have more than 40,000 uh, people uh, who are living in small localities, mainly in the south of the country, in the desert, and uh, they existed uh, way before the state was uh, uh, independent or started. And uh, those villages are unrecognized by the government. What does it mean? Uh, the people are registered as citizens, but the villages are not existing in the uh, uh, plans uh, of the state. And no services are uh, given by the state. People pay the taxes but do not get any services. No schools, no streets, no in, uh, public transportation, no electricity, no water. Can you imagine a situation where there is no water and electricity and they are not uh, authorized to build any uh, new houses and the, their houses are demolished and they are evacuated? El Araqib village, which is one of those villages, have been destroyed till today 102 times. And this is happening in Israel, inside Israel, to the full and equal as if citizens, Palestinian citizens. So whoever is thinking, and after 72 years, uh, you can imagine uh, how long the way is still to go on that area. So um, if... Uh if what is the view of the of your view and the view of the joint list on the idea of actually the joint list entering into a government? Um, I know that you recommended that Gantz be chosen as the prime minister, but if he were if he were chosen to be the prime minister, 
Do you think that the uh, the joint list be, would be willing to go and occupy ministries and be part of the governing coalition? It can happen uh, as much as Gantz can put guidelines of ending the occupation and starting establishing the Palestinian, uh, uh, giving the opportunity to establish a Palestinian state, abolishing the uh, nation state law. As much as he can do such guidelines, we might consider. And I don't see it happening because ideologically Gantz is not there and uh, blue and white are not there in the meaning of understanding that a huge shift in the Israeli politics should happen. The alternative politics that is needed in Israel to end the deadlock is not only not to be corrupted, because this is the ma- not the main problem. Corruption is because of the big issues that we are suffering from lack of democracy, continuous occupation, uh, uh, lack of equality, giving power to uh, uh, authoritarian uh, uh, leadership. If you do not offer an alternative, then uh, you will not end that situation. We are not going to be part of any government that continue to occupy our own people. No way. We might give uh, uh, a chance for a political shift to happen if we see that there is a possibility to happen the way we did in the past in 1995. When we saw that uh, Rabin is willing to do the shift, but he needed the support, we said it very clearly. We don't want offices at this point because we are not sitting in an occupying uh, government, but we will support you as long as you make steps toward that. Uh, ending the occupation and making um, a historical uh, agreement with the Palestinians. That's what we did then. If Gantz is willing to take the challenge, we are willing to consider. Eventually, I don't think he is able to do it. Um, do you... Um, what is... Uh, um what is your view on the question of uh, boycott divestment sanction, which is obviously a big subject in the Palestinian pro-Palestinian movement uh, outside of, of Israel? And yet I imagine for you being a Palestinian citizen of Israel, that must be a somewhat tricky subject. So how do you how do you think about it? Well, it is, uh, uh, I have to say, um, we cannot uh, relate to all of it altogether. Uh, it has to be clear that uh, boycotting settlements for sure. Uh, I mean, nobody uh, arguing about this uh, thing. Uh, Generalizing the BDS movement, I can understand very well that it is an important political tool uh, to put pressure on the occupation and to try to make a price tag for continuous uh, occupation and to make it uh, uh, in a very peaceful way. I mean, the BDS is a peaceful movement. It is uh, uh, resistance to occupation in a peaceful movement. Uh, And it managed to bring back the focus on the Palestinian issue abroad. We who live inside Israel, I think, first of all, I don't have a lot of moral uh, uh, right to lecture to people about the BDS. 
when I'm uh, a citizen of Israel, when I'm active in the political arena, when I am a public figure uh, and a representative in the Knesset, uh, I don't have the moral right to tell people uh, to do this. I think that uh, uh, we have our own ways of resisting the occupation and and fighting against the occupation in the, the uh, legal ways and in the democratic ways and in the political ways that we are using inside Israel. Those who are sitting abroad may be lost all the possibilities to put pressure except in this way, and I respect that. Uh, but you have to understand, and we have all to understand that not to make all of those, including the peace forces and the anti-occupation forces, also pay the price. We need uh, to try to reinforce the uh, uh, political forces inside Israel, the civil society that is fighting against uh, occupation and that is under attack from the Israeli side. So if, if already it is done, uh, it should be done in a wise way. What would it take to create? I mean, I know that the joint list does have uh, does have Jewish voters, right? And Hadash is, as I understand it, uh, a Jewish and Arab com- yes. communist party. What would it take to broaden that coalition? Um, would it be possible to bring merits in with the joint list in some way? Um, how, how could you imagine creating a more a, a left in Israel, a progressive force that was more jointly both Jewish and Arab together, Jewish and Palestinian? Well, together. actually, you are asking this question in very critical uh, days because uh, this is part of not what we are trying to vision. This is part of what we are working on. Uh, uh, today, the polarization that happened in the uh, political map in Israel have created a situation where the majority, vast majority of the political parties are located in the uh, around the center to the extreme right of the political map. And as the joint list are the leaders of the uh, uh, left wing. Uh, what has been un, uh, uh, known for the uh, public progressive forces, American progressive forces, that the Zionist left is uh, is the left in Israel, has ended, in my opinion, the minute Meretz decided to join uh, the Labour Party and uh, became more to the center than to the left. Uh, and uh, that's why we know that a lot of the leftists and real leftists in the uh, in merits are uh, disappointed of that uh, move and uh, what we are uh, emphasizing and uh, it is the truth that the only uh, party in the political map in Israel or list in the political map of Israel who is offering a political economic social program that is appealing for the two people of the state of, uh, of Israel, the two, the whole citizens, is the joint list, and we are asking the progressive Jewish uh, forces not only to be voters for Hadash, but to be real partners in building a different uh, political power. 
that is left, that is uh, uh, representing values uh, of democracy, equality, anti-occupation, peace uh, values. But Hadash is only one party in the joint list, right? So, I mean, there's a, a co- like a communist party, also a nationalist party, or Balad, and a more of like an Islamist party. So, how how would how would Israeli Jews fit into a, a, a joint list which has those other parties in it as well? It would presumably not be as quite as easy for them to be connected to the other Palestinian parties. Well, first of all, we have already mm. uh, a Jewish uh, mm. MK. Mm. We have already Jewish activists uh, uh, working for the joint list, active for the joint list, and defending the joint list. So there are, it's not like as if we are uh, starting a new situation that is not known for the other partners, the other partners. And by the way, um, the joint list from the beginning, uh, we, we thought very well what it should be called. And we called it joint uh, aiming to, and we did not call it the Arab list. We called it the joint list, meaning joint of the four parties, a joint Jewish and Arabs. And from the beginning, there were Jews And now what we are doing is not bringing in Jews. We want to enlarge the number of Jews. If we are looking as a joint list from the different parties to be as much influential as we want to be, if we want now we are the third uh, um, uh, biggest uh, uh, list or fraction in the Knesset and we want to grow bigger, I mean... 95% 95% of those who voted in uh, the Arab constitution voted for us. So, okay, we're going to raise another 10% of the population that turn uh, out. That's not enough to make us bigger and bigger. We need to address the Jewish. Even, I mean, this is electoral uh, calculation, but for me, it's not only electoral. It is a political uh, a goal that without it, we cannot change the reality in Israel. The Likud is not going to change it. The uh, blue and white uh, are not going to change it because they are ideologically not there. We are. Th- this is our responsibility. That's how we see it. Thank you so, so much for taking the time, and I really hope you enjoy your trip in the United States. Thank you. Thank you very much. 